Hello, and welcome to our very first episode of Digital Navigators. I'm your host, Vinny Marisi, and I'm beyond excited to start this journey with all of our listeners. Digital Navigators aims to explore every quadrant of the digital sphere, giving you a bird's eye view of current best practices and upcoming trends. We'll be talking about everything from master data management to digital commerce, digital merchandising, to security, privacy, AI, machine learning, and everything in between. We aim to give you a stronger understanding of how your business can navigate through the digital landscape. So if any of this matters to you, if you find this interesting and appealing, please, 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 wherever you're listening to this podcast, click that subscribe and auto download button so you can get this podcast into your daily rotation. We're going to keep things interesting, fun, and to the point every episode. Each episode will be different in terms of topic and style. Some weeks, I'll be talking through specific digital topic. Other weeks, I'll have industry experts, both from the consulting fields and industry leaders within organizations, sharing their insights, thoughts, experiences, and direct benefits of every topic we are going to cover. It's going to be great. I hope everyone listening to this first episode decides to take part in the journey. On today's episode, we're talking about the best buzzwords of them all, which is a perfect broad-level topic for a first episode. Yes, we're talking about that term, digital transformation. You all know it. You've all tried to initiate it. You've all tried to make it a thing within your organization. Well, we're going to remove some of that ambiguity. What does it mean to go through a digital transformation? What does it mean to enact a digital transformation initiative? We say it, we hear it, but we don't really know about it. So let's talk about it. All right, so let's break this down. We all know about digital transformation. We know that in this world of things moving from the physical, from the analog, from the natural, from the mechanical, to this digital world. And to everyone, let's back up for a second and move out of the enterprise space, out of the business space. The world is becoming digital. Now, I can view that in terms of I go on Amazon when I want to purchase my products as opposed to going out to a brick and mortar store to actually look and feel and touch the things I want before I make the purchase up at a cash register. It can be anything from the fact that I don't use cash anymore. I barely have cash in my pocket and I use a credit card. And on top of that, the world is moving towards me using my watch and my phone as my credit card. I don't even use my credit card or my debit card at an ATM anymore. I use my phone to go pull out cash. So as this world becomes more digital for consumer, the business entities behind the scenes, especially those in these second and third tier organizations that may not be those Fortune 100 companies, that may not be these organizations that have billions of dollars going into R&D, finding the new best thing and, and discovering ways that consumers can interact with their products in a more digital way. Well, there's a point now where we're at an inflection of organizations that even though they may be smaller, they still need to keep up with that status quo. 
I can't sit here and be an organization that only believes in the analog of a straight-up sales organization or a straight-up physical catalog that my customers are going to purchase from. I cannot sit here and say, hey, from an internal systems standpoint, that an ERP system is going to be my end-all be-all because an ERP is this magical system that allows me to pick and ship products in a great, efficient manner. But the fact is, it was never designed to fully understand your customers. It was never designed to fully understand a digital purchasing mentality so that I can create some sort of comparative analysis online. And on top of that, if I go back and I even focus on operations as opposed to e-commerce, then I need to know how do I even manage all of these systems? What is the modern way of being able to take care of my information? And that's where we're going to start diving into. Because as I mentioned at the beginning, there's a lot of areas here. If I look at digital transformation from a consumer perspective, yeah, we're going to be focusing a lot on merchandising, on digital commerce, on things that are going to support ROI for B2C and retailers. But I can step back and also support digital transformation to even a more important level at a B2B world where I've got organizations purchasing from one another at a much larger and higher volume and that are undergoing a much larger change in terms of demographics of who they are, who their buyers are, who their customers are. And we need to be able to interact with them just as we were in the past. And so how do we do that? We need to go through some sort of internal initiative, whether you want to call it a digital transformation or not, you need to have a digital initiative to be able to interact with those customers. So the interaction between you as an organization and your customers and how they're going to actually make purchasing decisions and give your organization revenue is one aspect that we need to focus on for digital transformation. We're gonna have a lot of conversations about that. Some of the solutions that would be involved, what the steps are, how we would want to strategize for those types of initiatives. But there are other elements here. When we talk about digital transformation, we can also talk about ways that it enables a lot of efficiencies internal at an organization. For example, something that is now of vital importance at most large organizations is this concept of master data management. And it's interesting because master data management, you know, 15, 20 years ago, wasn't that broadly shared as one, a concept or philosophy within an organization, and two, a needed table stakes technical stack platform that needed to be a part of that organization. And yet today, master data management as both a philosophy and as a software platform is everywhere. It is absolutely crucial, whether you are a large organization, a mid-sized organization, even smaller organizations, master data management is allowing all of this information that you might have separated out and 
I'm talking about separated out in terms of many different ways and themes. I could be going through many mergers and acquisitions just by nature of the type of company that I am. And going through that creates all of these painstakingly troublesome, burdensome points of migration, whether it's the supply chain information, the marketing information, the regulatory information, the pricing information, the customer information, the supplier information, all of this info, data, is separated between your organization and who you're merging with, who you're acquiring. And we know that many of you out there go through this over and over again, and you're held with four, five, six different ERP systems that are still being used through separate work processes, through separate, separate workflows, through separate whole teams, and going against the entire philosophy of, hey, we're going through a merger and acquisition because we want to accomplish synergies, because we want to enable economies of scale, and it goes backwards. And so as these organizations grow and as they acquire, or if they grow organically, and I have many different business units, and these business units all functionally do the same thing, but practically have their own purpose and reasoning in different markets or different industries or different things that they're trying to do, and that's totally fair, but they all have their own separate processes. And all of these things can now be solved through proper master data management. Because if I'm able to aggregate my data, if I'm able to assimilate my data, if I'm able to properly view everything into what we call a golden record, now all of a sudden I'm governed through a proper data structure. I can be governed through a proper enterprise level workflow process for each and every one of the types of things that need to get done at the various stages of a life cycle, whether that life cycle is for a product that I'm selling, it's for managing the suppliers that are giving me those products, it could be managing the actual product life cycle if I'm a manufacturer, it could be managing a customer information database that is going to be supplying information not only to sales, but to your customer services team to internal marketing teams as they're trying to develop demographic-based marketing so that I can have proper hyper-local or hyper-custom type of ways to sell my products. All of this can be leveraged. And that's what's so cool about this, this idea and this concept of digital transformation. There's no one way to look at it, and I think that may be part of the reason why people either get confused by it, just think it's just a buzzword, just assume everybody's going through with it. I mean, we'll have conversations. We have the same problem when people talk about data governance, right? I have data governance issues at my organization. Well, what does that mean? It's this floofy thing up in the sky. Same thing with a digital transformation initiative. And so we have to break it down. And there are various things that can help me get to that digital transformation that I need, which is, again, to interact with my customers better, to create better efficiencies internally and operationally, and for my organization to then leverage that so that it can grow through both direct ROI of increased revenue or indirect ROI through increased efficiency, both of which are going to be massive wins for an organization. All right, the next thing I want to talk about 
is this next step in this evolution that I know a lot of organizations are going through. And that is bringing in the ideas of AI, machine learning, automation. Now, as a digital strategist, I'm not going to sit here and be too cynical about those areas, right? AI, machine learning, automation, they're all going to have their day in the sun. In fact, there is going to be a world in the near future where that's going to be the next step for a lot of businesses to go beyond where they're currently at in terms of outreach to their customers or in terms of internal management of processes. But if we are going to focus exclusively on AI and ML, then all we're going to do is put the cart in front of the horse and forget about the foundation that is going to allow us to even get to those next generation of digital initiatives. And here's the thing, I'm all for that visionary statement to get towards those goals of enabling AI within my organization, with enabling all of those downstream effects that could come from AI, all of the automation that I could get, all of the actual prescriptive analytics that we really want to start getting towards as opposed to those subscriptive analytics where I'm just looking at information as opposed to information that tells me what my next step should be within an organization. I mean, those are amazing and very fruitful outcomes for me, for my team, for my business in the long run. Now, what I'm saying is I don't want to be a cynic of all of those types of technologies. There are organizations that are putting tons of money into the R&D. Microsoft, Apple, Oracle, SAP are all investing heavily in AI and automation technologies. What I'm saying is step back, make a visionary statement, then within that visionary statement, start creating a true digital strategy. So within this first episode of what I'm talking about on digital transformation and all of these things I'm talking about, customer engagement, ROI of your customers actually purchasing more, your internal efficiencies of my team members actually being better at what they do and being enabled in what they do, the ability to see my customer and supplier and product data a lot better. We haven't even touched on things like security or actual true procurement or pricing or things like that. But all of these things all end up melding together and need to be looked at in a way that is pragmatic and practical that I can step through and organize each one of those themed areas, whether it's business processes, technical stack, or just any sort of outcome that I want to accomplish, and I need to create that roadmap. And so I guess that is one of my biggest takeaways today is that there's de defined areas that will let you accomplish digital transformation. And when we couple those all together, 
when we broaden our horizons and we bring in all of those different areas of what defines a digital transformation, you're still left with a bunch of terms and a bunch of things and a bunch of initiatives. And so what a step one for any organization should be is to create that strategic roadmap. Understand what your dependencies are. Understand what your main pain points are. Understand where your low-hanging fruit is, where you can go in and get that win and then iterate off of that and move on to the next step and then the next step and then the next step. We don't want to boil the ocean in terms of saying, hey, I'm only successful with my digital transformation once steps one through 100 are complete. That's not true. We can take our time through each one of them, still with urgency under our belt, still making sure that we're moving forward and that we're ahead of our competitors. But we can't sit here and say, let's build this digital transformation and become this leading, bleeding edge organization without actually having the roadmap to understand what that even means. And I think a lot of the times we forget to do those tasks. And it's not simple. I don't want to sit, sit here and say that building out that roadmap is simple because it's more than some words that you put on a piece of paper. It's actual outcomes. It's actual timelines. It's budgets. It's the things that you need to enable and things that you need to enact. It's all of the change management of getting the people who are interacting with these new systems and these new processes adopted and making sure that they are enjoying what they do because half the battle is culture. I mean, there's there's a whole onion to peel here in terms of how to make a successful digital transformation. It's not just one element. And I think that needs to be a takeaway here that we want to uncover. All right, folks. So I hope you liked hearing me on my soapbox for a good 20 minutes here. Now, what I will say is that every episode that we're going to build into digital navigators is going to be a little bit different there's going to be some episodes where i'm going to dive deeper into a specific topic like i said this episode was pretty much that broad level here's digital transformation here are a bunch of elements here's my viewpoint of how i'm looking at each one of these elements and we kind of ended in that world of let's take that pragmatic approach of creating a digital strategy in the future, we're going to have a deep dive. It could be with just me. I'm going to bring in consultants within this space so that I can have a nice interview, understand their perspective, understand their best practices, understand their success stories. And then on top of that, I would love to bring in some guests that we've got planned from different organizations throughout different industries and go through their own journey through digital transformation. So with that, my name is Vinny Marisi. I'm glad you guys listened. We'll see you next time on Digital Navigators.